Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code FANTASYFEAST to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, the show that's so nice, we do it twice. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, back 15 years ago, classic journeyman. Now I've just got a bunch of different media gigs. I'll be doing Saturday's Georgia-Vanderbilt game on broadcast television for CBS. Sunday night, I'll be in the booth for Westwood One. For the Giants at the Bills. We'll talk about that game in a little bit here. You can check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. All of our shows can be found at Ross Tucker Pod. Love those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, or subscribe to this show or the others, Ross Tucker Podcast, Even Money, College Draft, etc. The star of this show is Joe Dolan mainly because he is a fantasy football superstar, has been for a while now. It's like double-digit years now, right, Joe? This is my 14th year in the – no, this is my 15th season full-time in the fantasy industry. 15th. That is unbelievable. Check him out on social at FG underscore Dolan. I call him the fantasy gangster. And all of the information that Joe talks about, they have all of that and a whole lot more at fantasypoints.com. Just use the code 23FEAST when you go over there to get their great data and analysis. Let's get both, Joe, for the Colts at the Jaguars. Colts have a new quarterback, and we saw at least week one of Jonathan Taylor back, and it featured Zach Moss going crazy. Yeah, um, so... This is this is funny. This this game was kind of the parade for both people who were like, "Oh, running backs don't matter and you should never pay them." And for people who were like, "Running backs do matter and you should pay them." Because Jonathan Taylor got paid and then the underpaid guy Zach Moss is the one who goes nuts. Um but uh and I the report was from Diana Rossini of the Athletic that the 
Colts were going to work Jonathan Taylor in slowly. Um, I do wonder if they would have worked him in a little bit more quickly if Zach Moss didn't go as nuts as he did last week. Um, Zach Moss's snap share week five, 80 percent. And they were playing against one of the league's best run defenses in the Titans, and he still goes ham uh, in that game. Taylor got his contract, though. Jonathan Taylor is going to play more going forward. At this point, I think I'd consider Zach Moss an RB2 uh, and Jonathan Taylor kind of a flex until that flips or until something changes. I don't think there's a reason for the Colts to rush Jonathan Taylor out there. Obviously, we're burying the lead in this game, though, with Anthony Richardson being hurt. He is on IR. He is going to miss, according to Adam Schefter, four to eight weeks. Gardner Minshew will be the quarterback. Gardner Minshew will keep Michael Pittman and Josh Downs on schedule. Unfortunately, you lose what looked like it was going to be a phenomenal fantasy quarterback in Anthony Richardson. Um, I, 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 it, at this point, it's looking like a lost rookie season for Anthony Richardson, who was playing well in the little we did get to see of him. Speaking of playing well, Joe, I was impressed, other than the fumbles, by Trevor Lawrence and Etienne mm-hmm. and Calvin Ridley over there in London. The Jaguars have been in offensive inches. Like, they have missed some touchdowns and some big plays by fingertips. They've missed it because somebody can't get a foot down inbounds. They've missed it because of a drop here and there. But this offense I do still view as a dangerous offense. Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk each had big games in London. Zay Jones got hurt. He's considered day-to-day. Travis Etienne was phenomenal in that game on Sunday morning, running through tackles, running running away from tacklers. So the Jaguars are an offense I'm buying in on, and maybe I'm buying a little bit low on. Uh, people have been asking me, should I trade for Trevor Lawrence? And I'm like, you know what? Absolutely. I think Trevor Lawrence has been so close to having just a monster game for fantasy, and it hasn't come yet. I think it's coming. It might not be this week against the Colts, but I do think it's coming at some point if the Jaguars maintain relative health. That offensive line's a concern for me, but I just think this offense is very close to busting out. Let's move on, Joe, to Carolina at Miami. Um, Are these polar opposite offenses or what? Oh, this is polar opposite teams. Unfortunately... My boy, Devin Achan. Oh, Ross. The loss of Achan now. As of publication, I don't believe he's on IR yet, but he's dealing with an MCL sprain. I want to tell you just how good Devon Achan's been. And, and, and I don't want to spend too much time on him because we, I know people want to talk about players who are actually going to play this week. Here are the NFL yards per carry leaders. Minimum 25 carries. Number one, Brees Hall. Number two, Devon Achan. Before contact. 6.50 yards before contact. Number three, Nick Chubb. RIP Nick Chubb. Number four, Tajay Spears. Number five, DeAndre Swift. Number six, Devon Achan after contact. So if he were two separate players, only the Devon Achan who gets to carries before he gets touched and only the one who gets carries after he gets touched, he's two players in the top six in yards per carry this year. That's how good Devon Achan's been. They're not going to replace that. Now, Raheem Mostert can can be a facsimile of that. And I think Raheem Mostert in this matchup, it's our best rush grade of the week. I think he should be an RB1. And I obviously think people are going to be picking up Jeff Wilson, who's eligible to come off of IR, um, and, and thinking he could be a grinding element. That's absolutely a viable option. But n- neither one of those guys is going to perfectly replace Devon Achan. 
Carolina, though, has surrendered at least 130 non-scramble rush yards in every single game this year. So, obviously, if you're playing Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, this is the perfect matchup for those guys. What about Carolina, Joe? It's been ugly. The last thing, at the very least, and I know it's been bad, um, I don't know if you saw the clip of Frank Reich, like, sounding defeated, talking about... um, Oh, the, David Tepper. Yeah, he's involved, and some owners aren't, but he is. And people are like uh, likening that to the pre pre draft reports that Reich wanted C.J. Stroud and Tepper wanted Bryce Young. I was in the Bryce Young camp. I'm not going to say uh, otherwise. This offense looks broken, but at the very least, what Carolina showed last week, um, if they're getting blown out, they can put up garbage time numbers. Adam Thielen's been like a wide receiver one. Jonathan Mingo's getting a little bit more involved. D.J. Chark. I mean, these are guys you can have. Um, Thielen should be in your lineup, but Mingo and Shark are guys you can have at the end of your bench and try to play them in games in which the Panthers are going to get blown out. And, oh, lo and behold, it sure looks like this is a game where they should get blown out considering they are 14-point underdogs, 13-and-a-half I'm seeing right now to the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Um, what about New England? Speaking of wow. Oh, the Patriots at the Raiders, Joe. Uh, I mean, Ross, this the, the Patriots just uh, I like I bench everybody, including Ramondre Stevenson. You know, there was a point where Hunter Henry, oh, he's going to be a great fantasy tight end. Nope, no catches last week. Mac Jones is going to start this week. Bill Belichick and uh, said, "Yay." I mean, I think this Raider defense is beatable, more beatable than some of the defenses the Patriots have faced recently. But at, at this point, just bench everybody. Ramondre, maybe if you need, like, touches from a running back. But this entire operation is broken right now. What about the Raiders? They're really not that much better. No, no, but, I mean, they've won a couple of games. Jimmy Garoppolo is at the very uh, – not against the Patriots. I know it's a revenge game. Um, but I love the Raiders. Why, Ross? Why do I love the Raiders? Narrow. Oh, yeah, baby. Three guys get the football. Josh Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams. You need to start them all for fantasy. Nobody else is even in the conversation unless you're in a two-quarterback league and want to play Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why I love the Raiders. All three of those guys are no-doubters in your lineup basically every week, and then everybody else, just forget about them. Thanks for your service. Really interesting to see a Josh McDaniels team that doesn't throw the ball to the slot receiver, Hunter Renfro, that – they did try to throw the ball to the tight ends a little bit more <laughs> on Monday upset, night with Mayer. The biggest upset in, in history is that the white slot receiver in Josh McDaniels' offense is a non-factor. Especially coming off a 100-yard catch season in his last year before McDaniels got there. I have, I have no idea how that happened, but uh, only Josh McDaniels can tell you. Let's talk about one of the sneaky good games this week, Joe. It's the three, uh, the 4-1 and one Lions at the 3-1 and one Bucks. Um, yeah, this is going to be a really entertaining game, quite frankly. Um, the Lions' defensive line against the Buccaneers' offensive line in the run game is a mismatch here, and I mean that it's a mismatch in favor of the Lions. And this is what's interesting, because Rashad White is one of the more intriguing players in all of fantasy football. He's been one of the NFL's true bell cows so far. 77.3% of the Bucks' offensive snaps, his seventh most among running backs. He's run a route on 60.8% of their dropbacks, which is fourth most among running backs. He's 20th in expected fantasy points per game, which isn't great, but that's a solid RB2. He's also played 90.5% of the Buccaneers inside the 10 snaps, which is tied for fifth among running backs. 
And he's also had a string of brutal matchups on the ground, including the Saints and Eagles, two of the best run defenses in the league. Unfortunately, this matchup does not get much easier for him. The Lions have held each of their five opponents under 100 non-scramble rushing yards this season, and three of their five opponents below 50. The Lions are one of five teams in the NFL giving up less than 1.0 yards before contact on non-scramble rush attempts. So if White is going to get it done for fantasy, it's going to have to come by what I will admit to be absolutely excellent volume. I think he might be a buy-low guy, though, because there's nobody else in this backfield to share touches with, um, and and the matchups will eventually get a little bit better for Rashad White. Um, But otherwise, obviously you're looking at um, Baker Mayfield, who's been a pretty confident thrower of the football, um, and the Lions, unfortunately, in his first game back from a serious injury, Emmanuel Mosley, the cornerback, tore his ACL and will be out for the season. So maybe this is a game where Baker should be dropping back and throwing the ball to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. The Lions didn't have Gibbs. They didn't have Amon Ra, and they still put a bunch of points up with Montgomery and Laporta. I mean, they're impressive. Jared Goff's playing really good football right now. Goff's a very elegant thrower. Um, he's one of those guys, I think you give him time, he just looks like he was born to throw a football. Um, and he showed that last week against Carolina, who has had one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I think the Bucks are going to offer a little bit more resistance. But, I mean, we have to keep an eye on St. Brown's status. But Jared Goff's a weekly quarterback one right now. You cannot bench David Montgomery. Uh, we'll see about Gibbs. The fact that he had a hamstring late last week does not, to me, that doesn't bode well for him this week, but we'll see. We don't have practice reports yet for him. We're recording this on Wednesday, and we'll see about St. Brown. But if God, if St. Brown and Gibbs don't play, look, Josh Reynolds is a guy you can play every week uh, while Amon Ross St. Brown is out. Jamison Williams should be rostered, um, but obviously got off to a slow start, as you might anticipate, last week. And Sam Laporta is in every – I mean, he is the, the tight end one in fantasy. You have to play Sam Laporta every week. The tight end one in fantasy. Yep. That is amazing. Kudos to all of you feeling good about your fantasy draft picks, especially those of you that got Sam Laporta. But if you're not sure what to eat, make it easy on yourself. Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad – While your food and drinks are on the way, that means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, and so much more delivered straight to your door. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Joe, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals and the L.A. Rams. Well, the big news here that I think we're going to focus on, first and foremost, let's go to the Rams. I thought I said on the podcast last week, I thought the answer to Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua was yes. They're going to play them both. Lo and behold, they benched and then traded Van Jefferson. Play them both. Kyron Williams is still a bell cow. That's that's the deal with the Rams. Let's go. And, and Joe, let me just say this: I think the Rams' offense is pretty good, it and is. that those guys are going to put up with McVay and Puka and a little bit of Atwell and Cooper Cup. That that's tough to stop. You know, and Atwell is one of those guys who you can have on your bench, and you understand if you put him into your lineup, he could 
give you a goose egg. You also understand there's a 20-point game right around the corner. Matter of fact, in the fourth quarter of that game against the Eagles last week, um, uh, there was a little bit of a, a crossing route down the field to 2-2 Atwell. Matthew Stafford overthrew him. It would have been a touchdown. It would have been 2-2 second touchdown of the game. And obviously the Eagles, um, I, I don't know if you've heard this, that the Eagles did not let the, the Rams pass uh, midfield after halftime. Credit to the Eagle defense last week, but also Matthew Stafford missed a couple of throws in that game that certainly would have helped matters for the Rams. Uh, but 2-2 Atwell somebody you can roster and understand that maybe like in an old kind of supercharged Mecole Hardman kind of way, yeah, like these bye weeks, he's a guy who might give me three points, but he could be a guy who puts up 21 if he catches a long pass. So keep an eye on that with how well um, uh, this offense is playing. The big, obviously, uh, question here is Amari DiMercato. Um, he's the rookie running back out of TCU. He was Kendra Miller's backup at TCU. He was an older prospect who didn't get invited to the Combine. A UDFA who impressed Cardinals coaches and has worked as the number two back behind James Conner. Well, I think the whole running backs don't matter spiel is going to be put to the test this week because I think James Conner has been the epitome of a running back who matters. Um, Arizona's averaging 2.66 yards before contact per rush attempt. That's second only to the Dolphins. But Conner has been far better than the other, more than twice as good as any other Cardinal running back in that department. He's averaged 2.31 yards before contact per attempt. Of course, designed runs by Josh Dobbs and Rondale Moore are also inflating that number. But of their baseline running backs, Connor's been far better than that. De Mercado is the back I think is going to take the the uh, most work. He's stocky, um, kind of hard to bring down. Stepped into the lineup. He had 12.7 fantasy points in a loss to the Bengals last week. Keontae Ingram still dealing with a neck injury. Um, and I think Dee Mercado's played well enough to be the top option with Connor out. But so far this year, he's averaging just .57 yards before contact per run. That's less than 25% of James Connor. Dee Mercado's an RB2 for me this week. But by the metrics, he has been a far less efficient runner than James Connor. RBs don't matter. Will be put to the test in this, in this game for the Cardinals. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, let's talk about the Eagles and the Jets. Eagles moving the ball really well. They're not scoring that many touchdowns, but they did get Hurts' legs involved more, Joe, and Dallas Goddard has his big game. A.J. Brown continues to roll. I'm smelling like a Devontae Smith game potentially, Joe. Uh, I, I do wonder if this is uh... – yeah, the Devontae Smith game. Ross, you saw Nick Sirianni talking to him on the sidelines. And look, I, I think it's just one of those things where the Eagles are so good and they have so many elite weapons that one, one of the guys is not going to get the ball at some point. You know, early in the season, it was A.J. Brown. All season, it was Dallas Goddard. And now it's Devontae Smith. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I don't know if Sauce Gardner is going to follow. I doubt Gardner is going to follow. Um, Devontae, uh, excuse me, AJ Brown in this game because Devontae Smith is obviously such a weapon. Um, but I think the Eagles are going to keep it moving. This is going to be a very difficult matchup for them. Uh, no doubt about that. This is a much tougher matchup, I think, than the Rams last week. But I think the Eagles are going to do what the Eagles do. And I want to bring up, uh, the reason I was dilly-dallying here is because I wanted to bring up uh, Jalen Hurts. I mentioned how he has been doing basically nothing after contact 
last week, and that's why I thought the Eagles' offense looked a little stagnated. We saw 2022 Jalen Hurts last week. We saw him running through tackles. He averaged 1.87 yards after contact per rush attempt last week. That's the Jalen Hurts we're used to seeing, um, and I wonder if they'll selectively use that going forward. The, the big question I have here is, the Eagles have been the elite run defense in the NFL this year, and the only guy who would even scare me for the Jets, I mean, Garrett Wilson scares me, but Zach Wilson throwing the ball, is Brees Hall. This is a bad matchup for Brees Hall. The Eagles have been elite on the ground. Elite. So I want to see, if the Jets cannot run the ball with Brees Hall, Zach Wilson is going to get... Uh, Jalen Carter did something to... Um, you saw the sack where the Rams were backed up to their old goal, goal line, right? Jalen Carter? Yeah. Uh, you ever see Jurassic Park? Yeah. You know that you know the um the scene where the lawyer's sitting on the toilet, you know, when you got to go, you got to go and the T-Rex just kind of hovers over him and then devours him. That's what Jalen Carter did to Matthew Stafford last week. He's coming for seconds and he's coming after Zach Wilson. This is not going to be pretty. I know I said the Eagles were going to blow out the Commanders 2 weeks ago. I was completely wrong about that. I thought the Commanders had a great game plan. I don't think any game plan is going to save Zach Wilson from this Eagles defense. We shall see. Um, you mentioned Devontae Smith. Anything else on the Eagles side of it offensively, Joe, with the running backs? How running? about DeAndre Swift getting six catches? The guy is awesome right now, and he's doing more. He is better than Miles Sanders. Like, I think I think his, his addition to this run game has been tangible, and I think that's one of the reasons, even with Jalen Hurts not looking as sharp, at least until this week, not looking as sharp as he had over the first month of the season, the Eagles are still 5-0 and and angling to go to 6-0. and Joe, let's take it to Buffalo, where the Bills host the Giants. When I think Buffalo, I think snow, food, hockey, Bills, and Labatt Blue Lights. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights. Whether it's with your friends or your family, whatever, live life to the power of we. Always enjoy it responsibly, of course, beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Buffalo had been on fire, Joe. They they weren't quite so much against the Jaguars. Uh, you know, and then there's the oh, they went over to London on Thursday and how much you know, how much longer is a London flight than going from, you know, Buffalo to LA or something like that is the question. Yeah, I don't know, maybe going forward in time is a little harder than going back in time. Um We'll, we'll, we'll see if, the, if they were just jet-lagged or whatnot. They're going to bounce back this week, though. I think they're going to be able to run all over the Giants. Um, James Cook's kind of interesting to me because over the first three weeks of the season, he looked like a league winner, 267 yards rushing in his first three games. And then the last two, he's had just 25 yards rushing. But I think this is a game for him to get back on track with the Bills' heavy favorites against a completely banged up and just overmatched Giants team. Um, the Giants do get a Bills defense that, of course, has suffered serious injuries here. Looks like Matt Milano's out for the year. Obviously, Tredavious White's out for the year. Daquan Jones could be out for the year. Um, unfortunately for those guys, Ross Buffalo um, is probably going to give up a few more points this season going forward than they would like. That's good for fantasy because Josh Allen's going to need to be slinging it all around the field. And I do want to say, I do want to give myself at least one little pat on the back. I was all in on Gabe Davis last year. He got a high ankle sprain early in the season, and it completely affected him. I think we're seeing the Gabe Davis I thought we were going to see last year. Big play kind of guy, a guy you just cannot bench, 
makes spectacular catches down the field. He's not as good as Stephon Diggs. Few are. But he's just somebody you can't bench. And Gabe Davis, I just want to give a shout-out to him because at least I'm getting a little bit of delayed satisfaction on on supporting Gabe Davis. I love it. I'm Dude, that'd be huge for the Bills. If he plays like he did in that postseason a couple years ago. Yeah, and, or even close to that. And, I mean, they're going to need him with all these injuries on defense. I, I'm just not sure the injuries on defense are going to matter this week, Ross, because, you know, Daniel Jones is dealing with a neck injury. A neck injury that cost him six games two years ago. He said it was similar pain. So we don't know if he's going to play. Brian Dable's optimistic, um, but it could be a Tyrod Taylor revenge game here. I mean, there. I even saw some Giant fans out there on Twitter saying, oh, Tyrod Taylor, man, we're going to have a better chance with him running around. Yeah, be careful what you wish for behind this offensive line. Yeah, I do power rankings every Tuesday on the Ross Tucker podcast, and uh, the Giants are very, very low and deservedly so. By the way, we're going into the fourth quarter here of episode two of the Fantasy Feast podcast. In football, the fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made. In business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. And smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. Last but not least, Joe, we've got the Cowboys still out in California where they take on the Chargers coming off the bye. I am excited to see this game because you can make an argument. I mean, I know the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals, but you can make an argument that last week was the Cowboys' first actual test of the season, and they failed it in every way possible. Dak Prescott failed it. The play calling failed it. CeeDee Lamb failed it. I don't even know if Brandon Cooks plays in the NFL anymore. This has been a disaster, and the Cowboys are going to have to take a look in the mirror. We know the red zone offense has been a disaster this year. Well, now their entire offense was a disaster against the 49ers. The Chargers do not feature the kind of resistance that the 49ers do, but the Chargers do have talent on the defensive side of the football. And th- this is the perfect matchup. I mean, I know, I'm Ross, I'm sitting now, I'm getting a 12-pack of Labatt Blue Lights. I'm going to tailgate this game on Monday night. Because I am so excited to see this because this is a matchup of two teams who cannot get out of their own way. The Chargers just had one of those against the Vikings, and now we have another one. Um, the Cowboys get lit up by Brock Purdy. This defense, oh, is it a paper tiger? Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, all right, guys, you can get after Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson, but Brock Purdy can't get after him. Are they going to be able to get after Justin Herbert? I think this is a game where Dallas should start and lean on the ground game and lean on Tony Pollard. They need to get the run game going a little bit more. The run game has struggled this year. Um, I think Tony Pollard, this is a Tony Pollard game for me. For the Cowboys otherwise, it's really CeeDee Lamb and maybe Jake Ferguson. Dak Prescott's been terrible for fantasy. He hasn't had a top uh, top 15 finish at the quarterback position all season. Maybe this is a week when he does that, but I'm not counting on it right now. I am stunned by how useless Dallas has been for fantasy, and that includes Tony Pollard, who some thought would have been the overall RB1 in his range of outcomes. 
Well, you're stunned and I'm done. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. (laughs) 